I don't know about you, but I absolutely love Las Vegas. In fact, I think if you're a marketer, you have to appreciate Vegas, right? There are so many reasons that I love Vegas. It's not because of the gambling. It's not because of the debauchery. <laughs> it is because everything in Las Vegas is a spectacle. From the lights, to the hotels, to the advertisements, to the billboards, and the just overall experience. Everything in Las Vegas is an experience and something to marvel at. And of course, it's a place where anything can happen. And I also share a special reason why I love Las Vegas in this episode, where I interview Jennifer Davies and Kira Cicados, who do digital marketing for the city of Las Vegas. And they also tell me that there's a lot more to Las Vegas than the Strip. So next time you're there, they have some tips for you. But in this episode, we're talking about the time that Taylor Swift rolled into Sin City on the Eras Tour. But first, today's episode is sponsored by Vinyl. Vinyl reimagines how you discover new music. It's a vinyl record membership club that syncs with your Spotify. So you can get curated records sent straight to your door every month. And I know you'll look forward to unboxing three new records to add to your collection because finally, music lovers like you and me can learn about and remember new artists in a meaningful way. So head to vinyl.org to update your music profile and set the vibe for your first box. That's vinyl, V-N-Y-L.org. Welcome to Making the Brand the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between. Because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. Welcome back to the Making the Brand podcast. Today's episode is going to be so much fun because we're talking about one of my favorite places, the city of Las Vegas, and also one of my favorite people, Taylor Swift. It's just a fusion of everything that we love. I am here with Jennifer Davies and Kira Cicados from the city of Las Vegas to talk about how they planned and celebrated Taylor Swift coming to town on her Eras tour. So welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah, thank you. So... Before we get into it, I think it was fate that I'm talking to you today because today also happens to be the 10-year anniversary of when I met my husband while on vacation in Las Vegas. So That is such a cool story. Thank you. It's like a full circle moment. I met him. It was called Pure at the time. Now it's Omnia at Caesar's Palace on the little rooftop rooftop bar. Yes, and I then, recall it well. Yes. And then I got engaged in Vegas. I didn't know he was there. I was on another girl's trip and he surprised us. I had my bachelorette in Vegas. So I'm so awesome. I'm a Vegas girl. <laughs> well, we are the wedding capital of the world. I think oh. a lot of engagements happen here too. So it's yeah. really fitting. Yes. It's it's definitely a playground. I can't imagine how fun it is to do marketing there. But Jennifer, speaking of celebrating milestones, did I just see on LinkedIn that you got promoted? <laughs> I did. So it's been about a month, but you know, updating LinkedIn is always like <laughs> lower down on your to-do list. 
Yeah. So yeah. So I was previously the digital content supervisor running the digital marketing team here at the city. And I've been moved into a manager role over our marketing and digital teams. And our, our traditional marketing team is also over our graphics function. They're doing more of our traditional advertising, running our advertising budget. So it's a whole new journey. So exciting. Yeah. I was so happy to see that. I was like, man, it's just a big celebration of all, all these Vegas things today. And Kira, I'd love to know more about your role with the city. Yeah. So I'm on the city's digital team at Jenna Reese's. I get to create photo, video, short form content. I also help manage our digital ads, email marketing, web updates. And I assume you're also a big Taylor Swift fan. This was just yes. meant to happen. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we know that when Taylor embarked on her Eras tour, she hadn't been on tour in five years. So it was a really big deal for her to come out and start visiting all these cities across the U.S. Yeah. And many people probably know that she kicked off the tour in Glendale, Arizona. And I did a little bit of research, and it seems that the city's director of communications in Glendale, Sue Breeding, she had the idea to rename the town Swift City, and they ended up having this huge press conference about it. So Sue may have started this idea, but I think it's actually the first follower that's most important in turning an idea into a movement. And Las Vegas was right after Glendale. So I would just love to know how this all went down. Walk us through the moment that you got wind of the Aerostore coming to Las Vegas and what you did next. Did you see that Glendale was doing something first? And then you're like, let's make this a thing. How did it all go down? Yeah, we did. I mean, Glendale sent the bar so high. And I think none of us could have anticipated going into the tour that that would have happened where you see cities really globbing on to the success and excitement around her coming to perform there. So they set the bar really high and we did not want to let it down. So when we got to work that week, as so much content happens, you can't plan for the things that end up being these huge things for your team. But we got to work that week and we were like, okay, this is a huge thing. Obviously the glare is on us because Glendale totally rocked it. What are we going to do to follow it up? So true. Yeah. You probably were in kind of the <laughs> the worst position because Glendale could have been planning this for months. The next cities after you kind of see it coming now. So you were you had to be super quick. So good for you guys for being nimble with that. What are some of the specific things that you ended up doing around the city to celebrate the Eras tour? Well, one of the first things that we did was we actually have new gateway arches that were put in in 2020 that welcome visitors to Las Vegas. They're really beautiful. They go over Las Vegas Boulevard down near the stratosphere and really, really iconic. But every time we post about them, people are so shocked to know that they are there. So we have the ability to change the colors on those arches. And so that was our first thought that is always super iconic and also helps you know support people knowing about the arches that they even exist. So we got with our lighting team and we were like, you guys, we have to do something on this. And that's kind of how the arches idea started. And then Kira carried it forward with how it ended up coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to give like Swifties kind of an idea of what this light show would look like. It cycled through a color for each of her eras. And so I made this image with the tour poster and with a photo of our arches. And the image was quickly picked up by the Swifties and just made its rounds on the internet. 
Yes. So this is, I actually have a picture of it up of the arches. So this is actually doctored up that you created or did you actually? It is. So yeah. So the challenging thing with the arches is it's a light show. And so it can be hard to release photos of it because you're really just getting the color in time, but it's always rotating through colors. So that's kind of what it's meant to be as a light show. So all of the colors cycled through during that time. But we were able, Kira was able to like locate each of the colors for the arrows that we were able to share with our lighting team. So if you were down there, it was cycling through those as part of the light show that was on every night. I love it. That's probably my favorite thing about Vegas is that just everything is a spectacle. The lights, the fountains, the buildings. It's just, it's so great to look at. And you throw Taylor Swift and those color schemes and themes in there. And it it made for a really cool graphic. The Absolutely. Other- and- yeah. Oh, and then I just wanted to add for us, the actual real objective was shortly before Taylor came to town, we had rolled out a viewing platform for these arches. So that was really our intention was, of course, we want people to know about the arches, but we really wanted them to know that we put in this new viewing platform because it's such a great selfie spot. It provides great pedestrian safety for people to see the arches and not be holding up traffic or like doing the crazy things that they were doing to capture photos of the arches when they were driving underneath. So that was really our main marketing objective to like get that out there. But we we didn't stop there with the arches. We had more stuff planned too. And Kira can talk about the next piece that we did. Yeah. Yeah. So fun fact, the strip is actually not located within city limits. So we are always trying to bring tourists downtown. And so the arts district is full of street art. And I love any opportunity to talk about public art and to promote local artists. So one of the pieces of content that we worked on was there was a trend going around. There was a sound where, I mean, it's still going around (laughs) if you're on Swifty TikTok like me, where it's a sound from each of her albums. So Taylor Swift, Fearless, you know, Speak Now and so on. And so people were using it as an opportunity to show their manicures or their tour outfits or just color coordinated things that go along with each era. And so I thought it was really, it would be a really cool idea to talk about our public art and to color coordinate that with our team wearing outfits, dressed in an era, take a photo, make a TikTok in front of those backdrops and just give Swifties inspiration of where to take pictures, you know, in their era store outfits. Yes. So fun. I love how just strategic all of this was. You could have just put Taylor Swift out there and sprinkled her (laughs) everywhere, but you're like, no, we want to highlight the arches. No, we want people to take pictures and share them. Like there was a a lot of thought and strategy. And we actually did one more thing on top of that that kind of came together down on Fremont Street because downtown, the arts district that Kira was talking about is a really up and coming area. People traditionally think of Fremont Street as being the downtown area. So we've done a lot of revitalization along what we call Fremont East, which is farther down from the Fremont Street experience and the canopy. We had renovated all of these old neon signs and we always want to get the word out that we don't tear down Las Vegas history because people really associate that with Las Vegas, that we're constantly building new things and not preserving what was here before. In downtown, we really strive to do that. We have multiple commissions that work on preserving history. So we were able to get in touch with the owners of the signs and we were able to put Swift, like Taylor Swift lyrics on all of the signs so people could come down and take pictures with them. Oh, that is so cool. I don't think I saw that. So I'll have to, I have to go down that rabbit hole. It's so fun. One thing I also noticed is when you tweeted out the picture of the arches, I have to talk about the karma lyrics and how they were edited. So I don't know if people know this. I know you, you both know this, but 
the lyrics to Taylor Swift's song Karma, there's a line where she says flexing like a goddamn acrobat and she ends up changing, taking out goddamn and switching it with Vegas acrobat. And you used that copy in your tweet. So I'm just so curious if you were together during that moment when you heard the clean version and you were like, oh my gosh, we have to do something with it. Like, what was that? What was that like? Knowing that she updated. totally gets all the credit for that. She was so creative <laughs> with all of our replies and all of our posts that we were doing to really make them authentic for her followers based on her lyrics. So she can tell you more about how she got that idea. It was just really fun. I mean, we kind of bounced some ideas off of each other. That was an obvious one, you know, Vegas acrobat. How can we not use that as, you know, a part of our tweet? But yeah, just sitting together and like throwing out song lyrics and okay, how can we draft this? caption and and this reply it was it was kind of a fun experience for us to to go back and forth together and yeah yeah and also like thanks taylor for making making that update and handing you this vegas mention on a silver platter for you to play with absolutely and then coming out of glendale they had renamed it arizona like era yeah so we also felt pressure to really own the vegas experience and put our own spin on it and Kira herself came up with Viva Las Eras, which became a huge hashtag that people were using when they were here for the concert. So fun. Yeah. And that'll bring me to my next point is just talking about tourism for this concert. I don't have the data in front of me. I don't know if you have any data on this, but I would imagine the Las Vegas show probably has the highest ratio of tourists to locals. So I would love to know if you had a different strategy to try to appeal to tourists versus locals or just what your thought process was, knowing that a lot of these people who are attending are likely from out of town and they're a tourist audience versus just, you know, she's coming to your city and you've got, you know, suburbia and everyone's just going versus such a tourist capital like Las Vegas. Yeah, it was really random. Typically, I would say you're right. Like a lot of the shows do draw in a big out of town presence because it's on the strip. But this time, I don't know. She actually asked how many people were locals at the show that I was at, which was on the Saturday night performance. And it was a lot. Like, I don't know if I could say half, but there was a major local presence there in a way that I didn't anticipate. And that was so awesome. But I think from tourists versus locals, we didn't really change anything in terms of how we were reaching out to them because we think there's so many locals that associate downtown with maybe how it was before and haven't been down since it's been revitalized and all these new shops have opened in these great restaurants and we've read down the streetways to make the sidewalks wider and the lighting better. So we're always trying to get them to come downtown too. So it was, it was a two for one in how we were messaging that. Yes. Love it. So I imagine in your roles, like I said, Vegas is a playground. I imagine that you both aren't at your desks all day. i assume that you maybe had the chance to go out and try to get in the thick of things. And it's great to hear that you actually were at the show. So what kind of hands-on things did you do when you left the office? Did you go out and capture content on your own? What, what was that looking like? Yeah, we, we totally did. We like Kira doctored up the arches image, but we were still out there getting video of it. So that was one of our teammates. Cause we had to go at night, of course, when you could really see it. So we were like coordinating schedules because she lives closest to the arches to figure out how we could get night footage. When they changed the Fremont Street neon signs, we had to, Kira ran over there and took photos of those for us. And then when we did our reel and our TikTok with the outfit changes for that era sound about the murals that were downtown, 
we were taking all of that content ourselves too on our iPhones. And fun fact about the day we did that content, our entire like internet system was down at the city. <laughs> of so course. it kind of worked out because you know how it is like when our internet goes down, it's hard to do any other work. So we were out capturing content. We were able to make the most of that afternoon because that was the afternoon that we shot that awesome reel with all of us in our, those are the actual outfits that we wore to the concert too. So we felt like it was fitting and Kira did awesome research on finding those murals downtown that were depicting her various eras. So fun. So then Kira, how did all of that, all of that footage that you were capturing, how did that all translate into social and kind of the, the conversation that you were monitoring on there and just engaging with fellow Swifties? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was just such an awesome experience with our team to like go out and, you know, film together and dress up in our era's outfits. And I just really wanted to showcase that, you know, we do have this beautiful public art downtown, like come, come downtown, come see us and come in your era's outfits. Like, and as far as like monitoring the conversation, it was the Viva Las Eras hashtag was something that we were scrolling through a lot. Kind of the, a little bit of the backstory on that. I was just at home and off the clock, but I was just thinking about Taylor content. I was like, okay, what can we do? You know, got to step bar high. And I was just like, Viva Las Eras. Like that would be so cool. And like the meaning to me kind of came a little bit after, but I mean that Viva Las Vegas, everyone is familiar with that expression which translates to long live Las Vegas or long live the meadows. And so the cool part about that is that, you know, long live the eras, long live is a song title from Taylor Swift's album, Speak Now. And so long live the eras to me was just like, so Taylor Swift. And so we definitely, it was just such a cool opportunity to see that, you know, hashtagged on social media. Um, I saw it used on posters, mm. even written on like the backs of cars. You know, and like marker, that was like a really cool experience. And just I logged into TikTok, and one of the first posts was our Arches tweet, a, a screenshot of our Arches tweet with the hashtag Viva Las Eras, and and Sophie's just going crazy. So it was really cool to monitor that conversation. That's awesome, and especially since it, this was only the second stop on the tour, so people were still yep. trying to figure out like what the hashtags were, what the naming convention was. And yep. you kind of were able to put your stamp on it. And this is also a good time to, to just reiterate how much I love that because my husband and I, our wedding hashtag was Viva Los Flemings. So I'm, oh, that's I'm awesome. all about it. Oh. <laughs> There's so many serendipitous ties. I absolutely yes, love it. Exactly. Uh, but there were so many unexpected things that came out of this campaign as fringe benefits. And one of those was the media pickup. So we always laugh that our Twitter feed feeds so much of our news coverage about the things that are going on in our organization because the media follow us so closely. And because of our relationship with the local media, they all picked it up and it hit the wire and went national. I mean, there were cities in our media report. I mean, South Carolina, Virginia, markets that we would never be able to compete in that were able to be exposed to our gateway arches. Hopefully they visit them the next time they were in Vegas. And that was so awesome to see. I mean, for an organization like us, we would never have the budget to compete in something like that. And thanks to an entirely organic campaign, we reached over two and a half million people. So that was huge for our team. Wow. Yeah. That brings me, that perfectly brings me to my next question, because as I was doing some research, I read that from another city, they said that this was such a budget friendly campaign. Would, would you agree that this was budget friendly for Las Vegas? Absolutely. Nothing costs us anything other than staff time. And yeah. 
we're the digital team anyway. So we're creating content and telling stories to our residents seven days a week anyway. And so that took the focus for our content that week. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't purchase any ads or run any ad dollars behind anything. And it was the best kind that you can get just completely organic reach that really resonated with the audience. Wow. Thank you, Taylor. Maybe we'll get a a Taylor residency one day in the future. We can manifest that here now. (laughs) I would definitely be going to that. Absolutely. I feel like we're part of a cool club now too, because the other cities now, when they do stuff, they tag us. And so there's like a little like community of us now when they're coming, when the concerts are going from community to community. And that's been a really awesome way to connect all of us too. Yes. I, I love that. It reminds me of a few years ago when all the different zoos across the country, they had like a cute animal, like cute off, they called it. And they were like competing to see who could share the cutest, (laughs) the cutest animal. And I just love when cities or like tourist attractions engage with each other, even though they're not near each other, they're not directly related in any way, but it just creates that community and conversation. So that's so it does. I mean, it just humanizes a brand. And let's be honest, you know, government doesn't really strike anyone as, as a open and engaging organization. And social media has always long been part of our strategy to change that. We often like to say we're changing hearts and minds one tweet at a time and participating in things like this, while it seems kind of fun and catchy, it still can actually help you meet your marketing objectives and can help us compete in markets that we could never afford to. And I think just helps our community see a different side of us. And they love to see when we're talking about the same things that they are. Yeah. So going along with that, I mean, what, what did success look like for you with this campaign? What were you hoping to achieve? What types of metrics did you look at? I know you mentioned earned media. Maybe there's some metrics on social, but what did success look like? I mean, I think so many creators can relate. Like you're just posting it and hoping you get some legs to it. Right. And I mean, wildly exceeded our expectations. I mean, there were so many surprises along the way about people that were talking about it and sharing it and the markets that it made to, I mean, it was just the best week for our team ever, I think. Definitely a career highlight to, to talk about and to add to your portfolios. What a <laughs> great project. So taking a step back a bit, why do you think these Aristor celebrations are worthwhile for cities? What do they have to gain by participating in this? You touched on a few things that have worked for you and for Las Vegas, but really just in general, why, why is this so noteworthy and such a huge opportunity for all these cities? I think it's just an opportunity again for governments to humanize themselves. I think people don't expect government to be listening or certainly not to be trending in anything, especially for something positive. And I think that when that excitement comes to your community, when you can connect with the right community, and obviously Taylor has a very connected community where they're constantly following and hungry for that information, it's a huge opportunity for your government to get in front of new audiences that, again, you could never be in front of without contributing major ad dollars. And I think people just like to see it. It builds goodwill with your followers, not only just locally, but anybody that's coming in for the concert as well. And so I think it's just huge opportunity for people to take advantage of. And it doesn't have to be super fancy. A lot of cities have renamed roads and, and done stuff that honestly is kind of a normal course of business for a lot of us where we're doing those ceremonial things. And thanks to social, they can really take off and help people see your brand in a whole new light. Wow, Definitely. I think it's so important for a local government to be where the people are and to deliver our messaging in a format in a way that they want to consume. So some of our content, you know, like this Taylor content was just for fun and it's engaging and, you know, can pull new audiences in. 
So we might be talking about Taylor today, but tomorrow it might be public safety messaging. And so like really reeling them in, talking about these fun topics or things that they're interested in, and then layering in important city messaging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nicely balancing it. Yeah. And to that point, I mean, this is something, I mean, hopefully Taylor Swift will be back again, but this is something that kind of came and went. So I'm curious if there's anything you learned from this campaign that you can use long-term or that, you know, were some insights that any city can can implement and glean from what what are some long term learnings from this I think for me it's that when you take time to build a following and to build an engaged audience like Taylor Swift has wow i mean endless possibilities like they mobilize like few audiences i've ever seen before and i think i'll always carry that with me about you know, trends come and go in marketing, but when you take time to know your audience and to connect with them and provide value to them, that builds goodwill for those times when you really need them, or maybe things aren't going great. You're, you're building trust. And I think that that was a huge lesson in that. Well said. Yeah. Kira, any takeaways on your end? Yeah. I think it was really fun to kind of like jump on something that was a little bit more unexpected. We got to like jump out of the box of what people would think of as government and to, you know, kind of be unexpected. And so it was really cool to, you know, jump on the hype that Glendale started and and then to see what came after. I think it was just, it was just really cool to, to participate in that. Yeah. You carried the torch. Well, like I said, if you didn't follow it, who knows if it would have continued and have been so powerful and it's still, it's still going. I don't know where she is this week. I can't keep going. You know, she just, where is she? She just finished Philly, right? Yep. Where's yeah. she going next? Is that Chicago? Maybe. I don't know. Right. I just log into the live streams and I don't know where she is, but I'm enjoying it every weekend. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's what we're all doing every weekend for sure. <laughs> Reliving an awesome concert experience. I wish I could say the same. I sadly did not get tickets and <sighs> I, I know, I know it still hurts. And I have like, aside from that security incident recently. I haven't watched a single video. I haven't done anything. I just, the FOMO is too much. And oh. I'm hoping I get an international ticket at this point because the the price the prices of the tickets now, I might as well go see her in Italy or something with how much they are. Absolutely. So fingers crossed. There um, is. I thought it was so crazy too, that whole thing that happened with the security officer. I mean, right away, that was a turning sound on TikTok. And I just think it really speaks about how all of this just joins us together and becomes something that we're talking about and creating our own content on. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, she's just in a whole other world with how influential she is and what she's done. She's had such an incredible career and just always has an audience in the palm of her hand. And it's great that that cities and brands and other people are able to get in on the fun and, and capitalize on it too. So... I also would know, what do you love most about your jobs and the city of Las Vegas specifically? It's so unique. It's so fun. So what do you love most about it? Yeah, well, I love my job and the team that I get to work with every day. Jen and our upper management, they really encourage our creativity. And again, we get to kind of think outside the box of government. And what I really love about Las Vegas is local Las Vegas. So we very much are a tourist destination, but we still need to connect with our our locals. So I love getting to talk about the programs, resources, and facilities that we operate as a city, from recreational sports and dance classes for kids 
to supportive environments for our seniors at our active adult centers, to building community with events in our beautiful parks. It's just a really special job. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I've shockingly been in this job for 10 years. So much has grown and changed since then. Like many social media managers, I was a one-man show for many years back in the day. And now I'm blessed to have a team of people beneath me to help me bring these stories to life. But always at the heart of my job has been storytelling about our organization. Government's very misunderstood, but I think we touch so many lives that people don't even realize. And I love telling those stories on behalf of our employees and helping our community see a different side of their government. Yeah. Thank you for shedding light on, on government because at, at its heart, I mean, government is people, it's cities, it's the people who live there, the people who love to go there. It's, it's all about storytelling and humanizing that. And I think you both are doing an excellent job. I never need an excuse to, to book a flight to Vegas. I'm always game, but I'd love to know anything that's coming up in Las Vegas, any, anything exciting that you're looking forward to that other people should have on their radar to maybe plan a trip sometime soon. Oh, what do you think, Kira? Fun fact about Las Vegas locals, we don't go to the strip very often. Oh, okay. Yes. No, that's um, not where because you're we at. always say like when we have friends in town, we all like to go. And of course, there's so many perks to living here because everybody comes to visit and there's so many great entertainment acts that come through. But we all like to say that the perks of living in Las Vegas are so much bigger than that when you actually live here. And it's a really great place to call home. Very true. What I would suggest next time that you're in Las Vegas is to either come downtown, because of course, or take a trip out to one of our parks or Red Rock. Go see some of our incredible, amazing sites that are off the strip. Yeah. I, I love yeah. those hidden gems. And it's funny you mentioned Red Rock because... Like I mentioned, my husband proposed in Vegas and I was there on a girl's trip, didn't know he was there. So he wanted to get out of Dodge and make sure that we didn't run into him on the strip because the strip is actually smaller than you might think. So, <laughs> so he and his friends went out to Red Rock and, and did their thing for the day. Oh, and that's it, so awesome. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, something that we're looking forward to at the end of the summer is Beyonce is coming to Vegas and she's going to be another major headliner. Again, very active and engaged following so stay tuned because we hope to have round two for that one. Yes, you will be invited back to talk about it. So I, I look forward to that. Thank you both so much. I hope to see you soon. Um, it's been a while since I've been to Vegas too long, but I, it's always in my heart. So I hope to come out there soon. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thank yes. You. Thank you so much for having us. If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe or better yet, leave a review. For marketing wisdom with a pop culture twist sent straight to your inbox, sign up for my newsletter at briannefleming.com slash newsletter, or find me on Twitter at Brianne2k. As always, thanks for listening.